Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at Sent from Disneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seeds Vega, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-ticket patrons, serious inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wool. B-Ticket Patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, and Jeff and Paige Orton. And to the A-Ticket Patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelica Nablock, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has a side view of Sleeping Beauty Castle, with guests walking on a bridge on the side of the castle and over the moat. If you look closely, you can see the original Skyway bucket cables. On the back it reads, Sleeping Beauty's Castle, Sleeping Beauty's Castle in the Realm of Enchanting Fantasyland. It's postmarked July 3, 1958, with an Anaheim cancel and a three-cent purple Liberty postage stamp, Scott number 1035. I assume they visited the park on Wednesday, July 2nd, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 79 and a low of 62. Park attendance that day was 24,259. It's addressed to a Joe H. Mitchell of Tulsa, Oklahoma. It reads, July 2nd, Dear Joe, having a wonderful time with Betty and Bill at Disneyland. Love, Nil. Betty, Bill, and Nil would have been able to enjoy the newest Fantasyland attraction, Alice in Wonderland. This attraction had a delayed opening due to time and budget when the park first opened. A majority of the attraction was designed by Blaine Gibson and Ken Anderson, two Imagineers who originally worked on the Alice film before starting to design for Disneyland. The Alice in Wonderland attraction sits on top of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. This required the ride vehicles, designed by Anderson and sculpted by Gibson, to climb up to a second story. Each Caterpillar ride vehicle has a one-horsepower motor that can carry guests up the incline. The exterior of the Alice attraction benefited from the delayed opening. With more budget and some extra time, the attraction received a unique look and stood apart from the other Fantasyland Dark Ride's medieval tent facades. Instead of the standard medieval tent and mural used for Mr. Toad, Peter Pan, and Snow White, the Alice attraction had an elaborate overgrown plant and leaf look surrounding the entrance to the show building. Guests would also board outside of the show building and would, like Alice, enter into Wonderland, falling down, but heading up, the rabbit hole. Like the original Fantasyland Dark Rides, the guests were watching as the main character, Alice. In the original attraction, Alice wasn't depicted in any of the scenes, and since guests were riding the caterpillar, he was also not included as a character in the attraction. Ken Anderson had become adept at using blacklight effects and paints, allowing the newer attraction, Alice, to have stronger illusions and gags. Once inside the show building, the first room guests would visit was an upside-down house with furniture hanging from the ceiling. The ride vehicle would turn, and guests would find themselves in a room with oversized furniture, and a large cutout of the Cheshire Cat would appear and disappear using lighting effects. 
The ride vehicles would then enter the golden afternoon room with oversized flowers, and a dandelion would pop up and roar, frightening the ride vehicles to turn into a dark room with glowing eyes. This Tolji Wood area would have images from the movie, with hornbirds, umbrella birds, birdcage birds, and the accordion owl. The end of the attraction included the Mad Tea Party, with the Mad Hatter and the March Hare singing the unbirthday song. Guests would then leave the show building on the second level and slowly wend their way down a leafy path back to the loading and unloading area. This Sunday, Enfield Post has a special Sunday sale of random stamps. This is a great way if you want to add some random flair to your outgoing mail. I've added a few stamps to an order, even if I didn't have a direct purpose for them. A random stamp is a great way for a unique surprise. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has two women looking at flowers at the Main Street Flower Mart. In the back, you can see the Carnation Company fresh milk and ice cream truck. On the back, it reads, Flower Mart. One of the loveliest and most photographed spots in Disneyland is the beautiful Flower Mart on Main Street, where guests may, where guests may enjoy the world's finest natural flowers not grown by nature. It's postmarked June 22, 1971, with an Anaheim cancel and a six-cent red ink printed postage. I assume they visit the park on Monday, June 21st, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 87 and a low of 62. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Paul McMullen of Newville, Pennsylvania. It reads, Hi, just can't believe we're here. It is so beautiful and the weather is great. We'll miss you both, Dee and John. When Fantasyland received its major refurbishment in 1983, the Imagineers repeated their own history and delayed the Alice in Wonderland attraction's opening. Time was taken to add Alice and other missing characters in the movie to the attraction. This was done with some figures, currently in storage, from the Mickey Mouse Review show in Florida. The Queen and playing cards were added to the final section of the second story portion of the attraction. Then, an additional room was added before the unloading area, which included the Mad Hatter, March Hare, and Dormouse. The renovations to Fantasyland included moving the teacups and the Mad Hatter shop closer to the Alice in Wonderland attraction. Essentially, Imagineers made a mini Alice Land within Fantasyland. The Alice voice you can hear today was recorded by Catherine Beaumont, who was the original voice of Alice in the movies. Recordings were used for the 1958 attraction, and she was brought back in 1982 to make recordings for the new attraction. She also came back in 1992 to record Wendy's lines for Fantasmic. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has the Haunted Mansion in the daytime with guests walking into the main entrance. If you look closely, you can see the sundial in the queue. On the back it reads, Haunted Mansion. All seems peaceful from outside 
but 999 grim-grinning ghosts await guests within. Disneyland's Haunted Mansion provides permanent haunts for retired spooks and spirits from around the world. It's postmarked October 5th, 2022, with a Santa Ana cancel and two 32-cent postage stamps, one of the Robert E. Lee Riverboat and another of the Rebecca Everingham Riverboat, cut numbers 3091 and 3094, respectively. It reads, Glocky, it was great hanging out with you last night at Trader Sam's. At the park today with the family. So far, everything is great. Jungle Cruiser. Thank you so much for the postcard, Jungle Cruiser, from the All Aboard the Disneyland Railroad podcast. It's funny that last week I talked about sending postcards to friends who I've recently seen in the park. Another awesome feature of this postcard is the three-quarter inch rubber stamp with your podcast logo on it. Such a great detail to add to outgoing mail. I've had two rubber stamps that I've used on outgoing mail, and it's a nice way to have a little extra signature to add to your postcard. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.